Hey guys, Mike here with episode five of Toying Around. I'm back after a little hiatus and I'm sitting down today with a very special guest, Adam Van Wickler. Adam, thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, pleasure, man. It's a pleasure to be here. And from what I understand, you are a man who loves to play with himself and that'll <laughs> fit in with somebody that loves to toy around. Rock and roll, man. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm a... Uh... I'm Adam Van Wickler. I'm a creative director over at Gentle Giant Studios, and uh, my Instagram handle is indeed playing with myself. Now, how long have you been with Gentle Giant? I've been at Gentle Giant since 2006, I want to say. So it, it's been a while. Yeah, quite a stretch. Uh, and what do you do over at Gentle Giant? So basically, I mean, like, I. I started in the toy industry back in like 2001, fresh out of college. And um, I worked in the mold shop originally. I did some sculpting work. Um, I've, I've done a little bit of this and that here and there for a small toy company that did prototyping work for Toy Biz and McFarlane. Then I moved down to Florida and I worked in Tampa at Cross Gen Comics. So Cross Gen Comics is a you know, ill-fated, went out of business comic book company, but like they, they tried for a while and um, I was part of their toy division, which obviously didn't end up making any actual product you could buy. We made a lot of prototypes, but um, I, you know, I did sculpting work there, molding, casting, painting. Um, we came up with a board game and stuff. And then I moved, uh, once they went out of business, I moved back to New York for like a hot minute. Um, worked back in what I actually went to school for, which was graphic design advertising. So I worked back in New York at an ad agency with some of my friends from school. And then I got an opportunity to go work at Soda Toys um, under Jerry Macaluso. Uh, they, they're well known for the Street Fighter, yeah. fully articulated action figure line, and uh, Now Playing, which was like a lot like McFarlane's Movie Maniacs line. So that was in 2005. In 2005, I moved from New York back to California and um, I worked at Soda for almost a year. And then Jerry decided to sell the company. Um, and it still went on for a while after that. But once Jerry sold the company, I was like, peace out. And I uh, moved over to Gentle Giant then. And I've been at Gentle Giant ever since. So that's like, what, I'm I'm bad at math. 2006, it's like four, four, 14 years. Yeah, it's pretty close. I'm old, man. I'm old. Um, so yeah, I basically I I I started off as like an account manager and moved up to to creative director at General Giant. And basically, I'm the um the the guy who's overseeing all of the in-house prototyping work for General Giant. So if Hasbro or Mattel or Diamond or Dark Horse or Funko or whoever comes to Gentle Giant to get something prototyped, I am the one that they're talking to. And then I'm overseeing sculptors, painters, uh, 3D printers, 3D printer cleanup people, molding, silicone molding, uh, resin casting, basically the whole uh, soup to nuts, start to finish. If you want to make a toy prototype, I'm the man you're dealing with. And then I have a very talented crew. I think we have something like 50 guys in wow. house or so um you know and obviously a lot of them have been working there 
just as long as I have. So we got a really, really good crew. And um, yeah, I basically, I, I'm the guy who, who talks to the clients and talks to the guys making it. And, you know, um, yeah, they're all more talented than I ever was at any of the stuff. But uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have opinions and I, I, I'm an articulation junkie. And yeah, same here. I, yeah, I love toys. So, you know, like I, I like to pride myself on what Gentle Giant has been doing for a long time. Um, that's basically what my Instagram account playing with myself is. It's showing off. It's like I call it like it's not I'm not a toy photographer. There are like I am friends with a lot of guys on Instagram that are exceptional toy photographers. They're sure. like so great. Um, I do take all the photos on my Instagram account. But I'm not like trying to reinvent the wheel. Like I, I try to post stuff cool. I enjoy playing with toys. I enjoy taking my photos. But my account is like, it's not a toy photography account. It's my online portfolio. It's my portfolio of like what we've worked on at Gentle Giant. So it's like I'm all the pictures that are on there are stuff that we've worked on. And that's you know? awesome. Like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like like even though like I'll buy like McFarlane like. You know, I, I, I actually, I, I ran out today. I had to get some stuff at Target and I picked up the, um, the McFarlane Superman. They're from their DC line, uh, mostly because like I really wanted the head. I'm going to probably swap the head onto a NECA figure. A regular but, um, Superman, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and uh, Hasbro's G.I. Joe line. I just got Snake Eyes. So Snake Eyes and, and Superman are sitting here, like literally on my coffee table right now. Um, and I would love to take pictures of them and post them, but I don't post them on my account because I didn't work on those. I yeah. just appreciate them and dig them. So, I, you know, I should probably start another account if I want to do any real <laughs> toy photography. But so let's yeah. let's start there before we go any further. Yeah. Uh, so uh, okay, so that I know you and I spoke briefly about that Snake Eyes the other day. You're a big GI Joe guy. What are your thoughts on that Snake Eyes? I I love it. Um, I'm a very big fan like I literally like it's been residing here on my coffee table because I you know I'll mess around with it put it down mess around with it um I actually just posted some pictures of it with toys that we did work on on my Instagram stories because we did the black hole toys for diamonds <laughs> so I posed it up with the black hole toys and did a April Fool's post saying that they were the two hottest toy lines of 2020. You know? I saw that. Everyone was waiting. commented on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone was clamoring for black hole toys. It was a really big license win for guys. I saw Zach uh, chime in. He was like, actually, the, the deluxe ones did sell out. <laughs> I know. I, and I, I felt like such a shit for it. But I was like, dude, come on. Like, it's all good. I was, it, was, it was a joke. It's just because it's an old ass movie. I actually do like them. Like, you know, they came out pretty good. So. But uh, yeah, I, Snake Eyes, I love, I, you know, I have, um, we're, you and I are friends on, on Facebook too. And I think I posted on my personal account, um, the solitaire from Articulated Icons yep. that I did work on. And then uh, two customs that, that I made. Yeah, you had them all lined Marvel up together. Legends, Snake Eyes, and then a Mezco custom that I had made alongside the new Hasbro GI, you know, I'm a giant Snake Eyes fan. Um, 
So would I have preferred like a classic 100% card art based snake eyes? Yeah, I think we all would have, right? Like it's like the thing, but I've also customized those. So, I, you know, I'm pretty happy with what we got. The articulation is awesome. Um, it's a great figure. It's, a, it's, it's fun to mess with. It's fun to play with. It's fun to pose. Um, you know, are, are there a few things that I would change design wise? Absolutely. But like, you know, like that's, it's kind of my job to point out stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, like I, it's hard to turn I, that off. Yeah. I, I am that asshole in real life. So it's like, but I mean, I'm like that even, you know, like it's like when stuff comes out that we did work on, I'm always like, Oh, we could have done this better. Or I really wish this didn't happen during manufacturing or whatever, you know? So it's like, I, I, you know, anytime you're involved in anything like art based, I think it's hard to not, have some criticisms and stuff you know it's just like kind of like par for the course i was really surprised when i opened him up uh last week that he had those drop down hips i was not expecting that yeah it's it's awesome dude i so i've been buying marvel legends since the very first toy biz wave and um you know to see where hasbro is with them now is awesome then they were pumping out the uh, power rangers lightning collection and the articulation on them i feel is even better than on Marvel Legends. So now to see that improved even further with these G.I. Joe figures kind of blew my mind a little bit, especially at a 20, well, I mean, Snake Eyes is deluxe. He was, well, 40. But you figure that's probably going to be standard across the Joes. So for a $20 figure to have that level of articulation that we're used to seeing on, like, an SH Figure Arts or a Mapex figure, it's pretty wild. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And, like, um, you know, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about, like, stuff that I, I may not be allowed to say. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it anyway because like I'm I'm willing to risk it. But we did actually, uh, at, you know, at General Giant, we had worked on some Hasbro figures where we were developing drop down hips. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I know that the figures have since come out and did not have drop down hips. Oh, that's so I think it's something. Well, I think it's something Hasbro as a whole is starting to like mess with. So it's like that was and you know Beast came out with the drop down hips. Um, we didn't work on Beast. I think Beast is great, though. Um, and Beast has the drop-down hips. So I know that, like, the Marvel team is at least working on that as well. You know, like, it's... I have so Beast. Bad. I didn't even notice that. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Beast, <laughs> yeah. Beast has the drop-down hips. And, oh, wow. it's, like, it's funny. It's like we we had developed some, some prototypes uh, that were a couple of waves before the Beast figure. So I'm not going to say specifically which sure. figures because I think... That would get me in trouble. But like <laughs> we had actually done some of the 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 engineering like a, a, a ways back. So I'm just glad that Hasbro is doing it, and I hope that absolutely or moving forward. Um, you know, they're doing some cool like you saw obviously at Toy Fair the pinless technology yep. that they're starting to incorporate in Marvel Legends. And like I was lucky enough that um, like I think the 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 night or so before the the Hasbro thing at New York Toy Fair, I actually got to go grab some food and some drinks with Dwight and um I got to I got to mess with one and it's cool stuff, man. Like I I I hope that it it works in production because like it, you know, anything to make them, you know, look a little bit less like toys but still maintain this full range of motion is awesome as far as I'm concerned. 
I mean, even just look at the how far technology's come, even in the past like year or so, right? With like the face printing technology that they're using. I mean, that shit that we only saw on like high end import stuff. So now to oh, see yeah. that on like the WWE line, at, you know, you're talking like $12 basic figures have that printing technology. You're talking about $20 WWE Elite figures, Marvel Legend figures. Uh, NECA's doing it too. I mean, like it's, it's so wild to think that only a year ago, this kind of stuff didn't really exist at mass market retail. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's like, it's making it harder for me to justify my import buying habit, which I still do. Like, it's like, I have so many pre-orders open at like anime export and Ami Ami. Like it's like crazy, but yeah, as uh, like the MCU stuff in general, like I find myself buying less of the import MCU stuff because the Hasbro stuff has been looking so good. And I mean, like, yeah, granted, I we've worked on a good chunk of it, but like still, like I, you know, there are characters where it's like I love them, and it's like in the past I've bought, you know, the Marvel Legends version, and I've bought the figure arts or the Mafex version. So like now it's making it where I'm like, do I really need to buy an eighty dollar version of this character? Oh. Like, how much do I love it? I and I I was buying a lot of the figure arts. Uh, MCU stuff because the quality was better, the likenesses were better, the articulation was better. I've stopped in the past two years. I think the last one that I had gotten was um, Black Widow from not from Endgame or whichever the most recent one was. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but then the Infinity War Widow came out from Hasbro and I thought it was a better figure for a much better price point. And that kind of swayed me away because they're pumping out so many different characters with all these enhancements. It's, it's not worth it for me to spend that extra $60. Yeah. Agreed. 100% man. Like it's, 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 it's unbelievable that, you know, the just technology today, we were just complaining about technology, trying to get this podcast started. And I mean, it's kind of hard not to praise it as well, right? <laughs> when you like all the Absolutely. cool shit that it gives us. And like, yeah, as, as silly as like, you know, like doing this meeting and like having issues with it. It's been also awesome. Like, it's like, I, you know, I've been, you know, obviously we're, we're chatting with our families and stuff while we're quarantined from sure. home. And like my family is a, across the States, you know, I'm out here in LA and they're all still in New York. And it's like, I'm able to connect with them and do that stuff. And then like, I ha I'm having get togethers with some of my, my toy friends, you know, like guys from the toy biz days where I'm like, you know, video chatting with them. And like, you know, we're, we're scheduled, like we literally have scheduled a weekly get together while this is going on just so that way we can like help stay sane. And it's like, ah, you know, it's pretty cool. Like we definitely take a lot of this technology stuff for granted and, um, you know, I look at the, the, the benefit of, of times like this, where it's like, Hey, we're, we're having to get more creative with stuff. It's like, you know, general giant, we're still functioning fully. We're, we're working from home. Like I have my, my entire digital sculpting team is, is able to work from home wow. and, um, I'm, I'm overseeing them. Uh, I, I actually did have to run into the studio today because sadly I had to take pictures of some, some paint masters and it's like, can't, you can't really do that without actually yeah. like you know like yeah, there had to be a little bit but so ran in did did a, a a little quick bit of work luckily there's like no one there you know everyone's very far from six feet away from each other yeah. if there is anyone there you know like so uh but you know we're we're getting creative we're doing stuff we're we're 
you know, keep keeping the kicking the ball down the road, you know, so to say. So it's, it's something it's cool. you'd expect nothing less of from a, from an industry that thrives on creativity. Yeah, you know, exactly. And it's like, that's, that's the thing where it's like, you know, it's keeping my bosses happy that it's like, Hey, you know, Mattel and Hasbro and all these big guys. It's like, we're, we're still moving, trucking along. We're still, you know, new work is getting kicked off. Other projects are getting finished and delivered. And it's like, we're still actually managing to work despite the, the, this whole stay safer at home kind of thing that's going on right now. And that's awesome to hear. Uh, I want to kind of, so you mentioned you do prototyping work for uh, Mattel and this afternoon or this morning, uh, they were revealing some new WWE figures and you had messaged me knowing I'm a WWE fan or a wrestling fan, I guess, in general. And um, you asked me what I thought about them. So I was sending some of the pictures of the figures to a buddy of mine who has stopped collecting wrestling figures because he's kind of soured on some of the choices that Mattel makes. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit and see like if, how much of that plays into what you guys do. And uh, if you can kind of give me any insight and if there's anything you can't say, yeah. you know, tell me, shut hey, the fuck no, up. That's yeah, fine. That's cool. um, so in particular, the one that stood out to me and I think everybody's fate, well, one of the two favorites today was, has to be the fiend, right? People have been the dying fiend. for that figure. The fiend looks so good. So let me ask you, Yeah. when you're doing the digital sculpting, obviously there's a, you know, there's a set, uh, list of parts and all that stuff. How does that work? Are you told like you have to use these parts? Like how does, how does on your end, how does that work? Right. So, so for the vast majority of this stuff, like especially um, Hasbro and Mattel, where we're, we're reusing parts as well. Um, it's usually called out to us. What is new versus what is reuse? Do we get, to have input, yes, absolutely. Like, you know, we've developed these relations, you know, we've been working with Mattel on the WWE line since like 2008. Um, basically, we helped pitch that line. Like, I, I actually worked with, you know, I'm working with Bill McKenna and Dave Bonner very regularly on the, the WWE line. But um, the WWE line going to Mattel actually predates either of those guys even being at Mattel. Um, wow. We worked for another guy that was a longtime Mattel employee. Um, and he, he came to Gentle Giant because he knew that Gentle Giant had been doing face scans and doing mm -hmm. everything for, for wrestling. And we did a lot of oh, yeah, Jax way back. Stuff. Yep, I was going to say oh, way yeah. back when Jax first started doing it, Gentle so Giant was plastered he, all over the boxes. Exactly. So he, he approached us knowing about that relationship and, and we helped develop the first figure for Mattel to go to, to WWE and pitch like, Hey, we want this license. And it was actually, it was an elite uh, triple H. So we sculpted the elite triple H like for Mattel, you know, before anyone had any idea and they Mattel brought that to WWE and was like, Hey, we're working with Gentle Giant to develop these, like check out what they did. Like, this is what we're thinking of for our toy line. And, you know, Mattel got the license and, uh, you know, we've been working with them ever since. So we do get a lot of input and like, you know, if certain parts aren't working together that they've called out as reused or if we're like, Hey, this guy really needs a new crotch. Uh, you know, we throw it out there and you know, it, it is, it's not always just a creative decision. Sometimes it's money-based and that, that goes with like, not just like prototyping fees, but you know, manufacturing fees and you know, budgets as a whole, like there's a lot that goes into this. So, 
you know, we we work closely with them. But yeah, as far as character selection, stuff like that, for WWE, that's entirely Mattel. They they pull the trigger on all that. They have a much closer relationship with the guys at WWE to know what to do there. But um, once it comes to like the actual sculpting and stuff of it, they are absolutely the the nicest guys in the world and they're willing to listen to us. Sometimes we're told yes, sometimes we're told no. Um, you know, and that's the way it so, is. I, so I'll throw this one out to them. On the fiend, they gotta give Bray Wyatt bigger arms. He's got these <laughs> tiny ad, they've been doing that since the very first Bray Wyatt figure. And that son of a Not bitch a is I'll, big. I will try to fight that fight for you, I promise. <laughs> he but needs yeah, bigger I'm arms. Super, I'm I don't super know if happy. they don't want to use them because they don't wanna I don't know if that's like a deco situation, you know, with, with the larger size, but God damn, you got to get some bigger arms on that fucker. Yeah, no, the, the figure, I mean, like I, I, Oh, he looks amazing. I don't disagree I mean, with you. That I'm just head really is unbelievable. Happy. Yeah. The head, like I remember when we were like developing that sculpt, cause like we, we also did like kind of like painted in the deco digitally while we were actually sculpting it to really get the full effect and like i remember seeing images of it coming in just being like man i don't like i you and i were talking about this earlier but i don't have enough money (laughs) to to buy um everything that we work on so so for the mattel wwe line like i really have limited myself like I used to buy a lot of it. Now it's like, I'm trying to be like, oh, only legends, only old school stuff from like the eras that I actually watched, which yeah. is you know, back Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man days. And even then I'm like, I'm going to be really nitpicky on my characters. But like, honestly, that fiend, like I'm like, I, I am buying that. Like that one, that it just, it looks great. It yeah, came out really cool. Amazing job. I'm my excited. only complaint, and, and maybe it's maybe it's nitpicky, is those arms. Um, and the other big reveal today, which, I mean, Mattel's design team has been playing very close to the, to the chest, right? They've been denying any sort of relationship. Hulk Hogan. The oh, NWO yeah. Hollywood Hogan. And, and he, and like the thing that I don't know if many people have like pointed it out yet. The butterfly but, uh, shoulders. Butterfly shoulders, man. Butterfly. Oh, my God. Come on. And I'll tell you the, the ultimate line, which is where they're putting him. I, uh, I've been kind of cherry picking that as much as I love articulation. Cause I almost find that like some of it isn't always the most functional despite being there. So like right. the torso, yeah, the floating torso doesn't yeah, have they're working on that because like, I think that they realize that like, and like, that's something that we've talked about where it's like, Hey, we're, we're sculpting it with, with range of motion in mind so it's 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 a little bit on the engineering manufacturing side and i think that something that they are aware of and focused on improving moving forward so i think that we'll see that you know like i don't know where we're gonna see it but i they do know that like when we're making these things it's like no no these guys should be able to get into like crazy poses sure So, so like the the big things for me they they instituted like the floating torso and like you said it doesn't really have in my opinion it doesn't have any more range of motion than the regular ab crunch that the elites have um so to pay that extra ten dollars i mean granted yeah they're throwing in extra heads and stuff like that but but for just like a toe bend and a a double jointed arm to me that's not worth it so I'm, i'm happy to see the butterfly joints um the other thing i i don't understand and i don't know if this is something you can speak to um I don't, it blows my mind that after 
10 years of having the license, they're still using those like socket hip joints because <laughs> on characters like Punk and Brian, for whatever reason, they always end up getting stuck and like snapping, right? And I, I know how to fix toys and shit. So like, it's frustrating though to, to buy it. And that's the issue, especially when they've started using ball jointed hips. Like, why isn't that standard across the board? Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know the answer to that one. Like I don't, it's, that's another one where it's like on our digital prototyping end, like, cause we're, we're just doing it digital sculpting for them. So we like, yeah. basically, we used to do full prototyping for them back in the day where it was like, we would digitally sculpt it and then we would print it out and we would have a hard copy that we would then mold cast and we would also do the paint masters. But Mattel, you know, technology, man, it's progressed to the point where they're actually sending the digital files right to their factories. So oh, wow. they're doing a lot of this stuff where it's like, you know, basically stuff is getting turned over, you know, it's, it's not a physical piece anymore. It's just digital files. So, um, and I think that that the same goes for the the photo, like the photo reel stuff that, that everyone's doing. It's like that's a technology that's now available in manufacturing overseas, like in China at the factory level. So a lot of people are just creating the files and sending them over there and like getting it done there where, you know, back in the day we used to make multiple prototype you know you have tooling masters and you have multiple paint masters and it's like that's not as common these days i mean we're still doing it for other clients like diamond and dark horse still do everything where it's like hey we are sculpting these digitally but we're also 3d printing them making actual physical versions but you know some of the bigger companies they don't even need to do that anymore and it actually helps them to to make stuff faster and cheaper yeah i can imagine and i didn't realize that you know I'm, obviously i'm not in the industry so that's really interesting to hear um but yeah that's awesome uh what so i'm gonna ask you two questions about your job what is your what is it that's come out your favorite piece that you guys have gotten to work on oh man that's that's i mean like that's honestly, gotta be a tough like, one i yeah i'm i'm a marvel zombie i like i live and breathe marvel like i you know grew up reading comics i grew up uh with mego figures the mattel mm -hmm. secret wars toys um you know and then toy biz like once toy biz started making five inch marvel figures that was my jam like i i tell people that like i you know i started to get into that age where i was like too old to buy toys anymore so like i would go to the mall with my friends and like I would pop into KB and I would be buying toys and then like I would slide whatever I bought into like a Sam Goody bag or something. <laughs> so that way, you know, if we saw any girls or anything, it's like, no, no, I'm not buying toys. Like it's a cool new CD from Sam Goody or something, you know, like it's like, like I Marvel is my, is my jam. I, I read comics to this day. Um, and I used to go to the comic store every week. Um, I don't do that quite as much anymore. I knew now do Marvel Digital Unlimited. I buy yeah. more stuff trade, but I still try to go to the comic book store fairly regularly and pick up stuff because, like, man, I'm I'm just such a fan. You know, grew up with uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and you know, X-Men cartoon and everything. So, working on the Marvel Legends line is like, and and you know, like I when Toy Biz did Marvel Legends, like I was like 
holy crap, like I actually had my first toy job. I was working in Hoboken, New Jersey. It was like around 2001, I believe, when they came out. Yeah. And I remember getting like the, the first wave, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Slappy Hands Hulk, and the, the crappy holdover Toad. Yep. Um, but like, I remember buying those and it's like, you know, changing my life, you know, and the, obviously the Spider-Man classics line. So now getting to work on that line and, you know, we've been working on that line since I started at General Giant. I basically kicked and screamed and begged guys that I had known to, to let me work on it. So, um, you know, and we've been cranking out so many characters that, you know, uh, I have a six-year-old son and he knows like, it's like, he, it's like, who are daddy's favorite characters? And he's like, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Deadpool. So it would probably be, you know, a Spider-Man, a Wolverine, and a Deadpool for Marvel Legends would be probably my favorite things that I've ever worked on. Um, if I'm hard-pressed, it's probably the the 90s Deadpool, you know? So, yeah. I, and the fan, I really like the fan channel one that has the metallic ish paint job it's cool looking it's cool like it came out good um i'd say for wolverine it's probably the brown costume brown and tan wolverine um would be my favorite and then spider-man i actually like the one like you know i we worked on the pizza spider-man and and you know black costume symbiote spider-man so many freaking spider-mans but um, one of the ones that I actually really like is the uh, the the movie one, the Amazing Spider-Man movie two Spider-Man, because uh, he had all like the like the etched in webs and, yeah. and everything. So like that was you know it's the Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. It was a cool figure. It was an awful movie. Like that movie was <laughs> so bad. But the Spider-Man costume was so close to being classic Spider-Man. You know, I think yeah. the, only, the, the basic major differences were the spider on the front of his chest and, the, um, and on his back were like, you know, spikier, you know, like they yeah. weren't like that, like, you know, simple cartoony look. But other than that, it's like, it's a pretty classic Spider-Man. He came with like, fists and whip hands i wish he came with wall crawling hands but yes. like you know like like every spider-man should come with fists whips and wall crawling like just that goes without saying like i i would fight you know to the end of time on that um sadly i don't win those fights but you know <laughs> you're still fighting though yeah it's like those are like obviously come on guys like has to but yeah i would say that's probably my Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Deadpool. Although the the movie Deadpool, we did. I was just gonna ask, did you guys work on the uh, the Fox movie stuff that yeah, they just so showed I off think, at Toy Fair? I think like probably like ninety percent of what they showed for the Fox stuff we worked on. They all came out incredible. I can't wait for them. Uh, yeah, the Deadpool was one where it's like we actually sculpted that like a while ago as like it, it you know like just talking to the guys at Hasbro they were like hey uh you just know, in case yeah well it, you know like it was like such a popular movie and it was like everyone wanted to do it and then there started to become rumors about like the fox thing mm -hmm. and it was like let's just make it and that way it's ready just in case anything comes to fruition and then you know knock on wood luckily yeah. it all kind of came together and it was like okay you get a chance to make these and it was like ah awesome so 
I'm pretty psyched for that. You know, like I have a very um, opinionated, uh, crotchety look at like the the, the Fox X Men stuff. I love X Men, and I hate most of the Fox X Men stuff. Yeah, they deserve so much better. We could yeah, talk, we could you know, talk like, an hour and a half just about that. <laughs> you know, like in general, like that's why, like it's like it, there's there was a lot for me to hate about it because I'm such a comic book fan, but I am also like, ah, you know, that I'm down for a Hugh Jackman Wolverine. He did great, yeah, of know? course. Like, and then the Deadpool stuff, obviously, uh, you know, being a, a Deadpool fan from you know the New Mutants days. Like, it's like, I had those comics. Like, I thought Deadpool was so cool because of the, hey, he's Spider-Man and Snake Eyes mixed together, you know? Like, come on, he was awesome. So, like, I totally dug him, like, as a character. And then, like, I bought the miniseries comics. And then, like, you know, when they had the Ed McGuinness, like, comics, like, it's like, I loved all of them. And, like, you know, for him to get his due and Ryan Reynolds kind of, uh, making up for the fact the Wolverine origins yeah. awful Deadpoolness. So it's like you know, like I, I I dug those movies. So happy to be getting stuff from it, and you know, hopefully cool stuff from from him in the future as well. You know, he he is a great snarky wise ass yeah. Deadpool. So I love it. So we went over some of your favorites that you have worked on. What have been your I don't know what I don't know if I want to use the word regret, but some of the things that came out that you're like, "Fuck, that's not what I expected." Oh yeah, that's there's definitely. Well, that's like we kind of touched on that. Where part of it is that um, a lot of the time we're just doing that the prototyping work. So once it goes, you know, out, it's out of your hands. hands, and it goes into manufacturing. It's like so many things. There's there's an opportunity so many things to go wrong and and they do you know like it's like they're there's rarely an instance yeah that's likely gonna be my answer i'm just gonna be long-winded and mansplaining about it first um but you know like that's a rarely do we buy a toy that we work on like any of us like the guys at the studio where we're like ah this is absolutely perfect and it's exactly what i wanted it's like no like we can nitpick and we can be like this should have been better this wasn't what i intended you know like that's it when we look at it but yeah fun funko funko hired us and the funko guys are awesome there's like creative team up there you know like they know what they're doing with their wacky stuff but they wanted to make super articulated action figures and they came to us for that which I am forever grateful because we got to work on some really cool licenses and make some super articulated action figures for them. Unfortunately, the quality of, you know, some of the plastic, Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that happened in manufacturing, it just didn't work out. And it let, you know, like I, I still have a good chunk of them on display. I have like, you know, a game of Thrones display, some of which have ha- been repainted by my coworkers who painted the original prototypes. And I'm like, hey, repaint Jon Snow's face so it actually looks like Jon Snow. And, you know, I had to re- replace some of the joints that had the brittle clear plastic. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, yeah, it's, it sucks when that happens. I had such high hopes for that line, right? Like, yeah, I mean, they came I mean, out with Game of Thrones, obviously, and 
you know, uh, that, that was a big hit, but then they followed up with Firefly, who, Firefly, who would have expected yeah. that, right? And yeah, my big Firefly. hope, my big hope was that they were going to dip into Supernatural, maybe Buffy uh, and Angel, who hadn't seen figures in years. Supernatural never saw action figures. I thought that was right up their alley, and they were putting out a lot of pops and minis of Supernatural. I thought for Super, sure that was going to be the Supernatural next Supernatural is, is like, I can't believe that, so, you know, like, I personally have i've only seen like a handful of episodes like probably like in the teens or 20s but my my fiance she loves supernatural and like is a giant fan i think it's because both of the guys are super attractive oh they're gorgeous um (laughs) but like it's me it's tailor made for toys because you have like the two the two main guys and it's like you could do endless variants of Mm -hmm. them you know, doing to like, the point where it could just be like deco variants and the exact yeah, same parts. exactly. So it's, it's like, just like you different know, color you flannel. Keep, so you have that awesome thing where it's like you know what everyone wants in 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 these kind of like toy lines where it's like you get your Snake Eyes over and over and your Spider Man over and over. It's like you have the two main guys, but then you have like Creature of the Week, um, mm-hmm. like beyond that. So it's like you have all sorts of like cool creatures that you could be doing as well as doing these main characters in like an endless version of variants where it's like, seems like a no brainer and it's been going on for so many years. That 15 it's like, years. Seriously. Like, it's like, come on. Like, and now that it's ending, I mean, I don't have hopes that, that anything's really going to come out after the, I mean, there's always a possibility. I mean, like, like you said, look at Firefly, Firefly didn't go a fraction of the length that Supernatural did and it still has merch. Um, but even like, and I don't collect like 12 inch stuff, you know, one six scale. I have, I bought the uh, Dean that quantum mechanics put out because I was like, fuck it's supernatural. If I support it, maybe we'll see more. Right. So I grabbed I, him. I, I honestly, I, I've looked at those because I'm like, Oh, that could be a cool, like little present for my yeah, but like The disappointing thing like is <laughs> I was at San Diego comic-con and I went to their booth and I was talking to them there and Sam has never come out. Dean came out like two years ago. And I was like, they've been showing Sam and Castiel for as long as they've been showing Dean. And I was like, when, when is Sam coming? And like, oh yeah, we're probably not releasing him. It's like, what the fuck? How do you oh, release just the one? That's so sad. It's so disappointing, dude. That's my biggest like want out of toys is I just want somebody to make fucking Sam and Dean. I don't care if we get nobody else. Just give me Sam and Dean. I I hear you. Like it's like it is. It's an it's a no brainer as far as I, I expected goes, Diamond to like, pick up too. Like right, they, that's that seems like it's right up their alley with the shit that they put out. Totally, I think like that, that's a right in do that do one of that DST ask Chuck things. Yeah, I have. Believe me, I think <laughs> I did like a two year span where I asked every week. <laughs> he is Chuck. Chuck has things that he's big fans of. He makes lots of toy lines happen that he's a fan of. So maybe you just have to like send him, send him the, the DVD collection. And see. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you have some time. You're quarantined. Watch 15 years of this show. Exactly. Skip exactly. over a couple seasons. We could, we could do without six to 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so I kind of cut you off there. So uh, the legacy line from Funko. Yeah, you know, like that's it. It's like, you know, Game of Thrones was, I, you know, I'm a fan of the books. So I was super excited about the HBO series and then like Funko getting it and then coming to us to do it. And I was just like, holy crap, this is awesome. 
super excited. And then, yeah, the, the fact that there was paint issues and breakage issues and you name it. And then, yeah, we got, we got, we did the firefly stuff for them. We did magic, the gathering, we did uh, rocketeer. There was a, a video game line that we did also called like overdrive or something. I mean, I forget the name. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar. Little, uh, yeah, it was with a, it was like a monster hunting hunting video game that I like. I actually I bought the monster and it, I mean like I like it, but it has its issues too, you know. And you know, obviously Funko has has thrown in the towel on the super articulated stuff at least for the time being. So yeah, it's just sad because it's like you know totally. like I, every, every the intentions were good for everything involved in that and then it was just like yeah the quality and then obviously the sales because of that probably like you know being the main driving factor for deciding to 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 not move forward anymore with that stuff so yeah it's just a bummer but yeah uh, totally especially when it's something as popular as a game of thrones um what what are you collecting now? Like what do what do you go out and hunt for? What's in your personal collection? Oof. My God. Dude, I like I get toys all the time and I shouldn't. My credit card You're company loves me. But yeah, I mean like I I buy Marvel Legends, I buy figure arts, you know, Marvel stuff, I buy figure arts other, you know, like Star Wars stuff. Um I I lo- one of my favorite toy companies is Thousand Toys. I think mm-hmm. that basically everything that they do is pretty much gold. Um, it also is, is as expensive as gold, but like this <laughs> yeah. stuff is so good. Um, I just love it. Like, and I, you know, like they, they push the boundaries and they do cool stuff. And like, I buy stuff from them that's licenses that I don't even know about, you know, like they're, I like, I bought like weird anime characters that I, and I like anime, but like there's st- like some of the stuff that they've done, um, a posmiz or something. I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's like, it's like this random red cockroach bug robot armor guy. And it's like, it's this awesome freaking toy. And it's like, I don't, you know, I end up buying, the manga afterwards just so that way I could at least familiarize myself a little bit with what it is but like you know I buy random stuff like that um I love like Mezco's doing some great stuff yeah. I, I can't afford to buy all of it but I buy as much as I can I love you know I, I love what they're doing with like Gomez and the um the, the Pink Skulls Chaos Club like yeah. those are cool cool as shit man like I love that and I love like I buy that and then I, I kind of customize them. I pop different heads on and do stuff. Sure. And it's like, you know, nothing permanent because I don't want to like ruin a 80 to $100 toy. But like their, their stuff is just fun to mess with. It's fun to play with. Um, but so, yeah, man, like I buy every, like I buy Transformers. I buy Acid Rain. I like, I love so many different scales and so many different toy lines. It's like, God help me. I need to probably slow down, but I don't because I just, I love getting, you know, like I told you, I just picked up the McFarlane Superman for his head. Like I literally just bought that. Those those McFarlane (laughs) figures are a mixed bag for me. 
Yeah, I, uh, I honestly, this is the first one that I've actually bought. I had like I have met like other guys at work have bought some, but this is the first one I've actually bought myself. And I, you know, it's got it, it's got some decent stuff to it. Like it's cool. It's just like there's other things there, and I'm like, eh, there's potential there. There's yeah, a lot of potential. Know? I have four. I have uh, I have that Superman. I have the Hellbat Batman. I have the armored Superman. I think those armored Batman and Superman figures are their best. They. I was kind of tempted by those, but then again, like I have no like, I didn't read those comics, so neither I did no, I. But they're like, cool and looking toys, like, and I'm all about like right. just having a toyetic figure, right? So like, I think those two are their best. I have a uh, Nightwing, who isn't bad, but like, do we need ball? ankles the ball the ball ankles are definitely one of my big pet peeves like pet peeves with what they do articulation wise and then like they're the the hip joint like i i need a thigh swivel and i need a fully functioning thigh swivel and i don't i don't get their hip joint because like neca does it similar but it's much smoother and you could actually turn it theirs is almost like too blockish and it doesn't turn well, I literally like it's like I as I was messing with the Superman that I just got today, his hip popped apart and it's like not it's not made in like a no. cylindrical way like what's nope. in there. It's like literally they did it as like kind of a rectangle. So it's like Yeah. Well, you can't turn that. Yeah, a, <laughs> a swivel joint in in a perfect world is a is a circle, you know? So it's like like, come on, like, this isn't like new engineering here. This is like, oh, it's already been know. done for you. Just follow the, yeah. uh, so it's I, like when you, when you stick a rectangle down into a thigh and then expect it to like swivel, it's like, come on, like you're yeah, literally sticking a square peg in a round <laughs> hole. <laughs> like, I have like, the, uh, the bat Raptor vehicle and I think that's awesome. They did an awesome ah, job cool. on that. Um, and I have my Mezco Batman in it. Uh, <laughs> and I have their spawn from the Mortal Kombat line, which is pretty much the ah, same articulation. man, I really want that spawn. It's, I, I have it um, pre-ordered at Big Bad Toy Story because that's, I missed, I guess, initial pre-orders. Well, I, so. went out, I went out the, uh, only one store in Jersey was supposed to get them. That was on that list that they released. And it was about an hour away. So they're a 24-hour Walmart. And I was going to go out that night and kind of go through the pallets, but I'm like, no, like, I'm going to fucking drive down there. It's not going to be anywhere to be found. Nobody's going to have any idea. So I called them the next morning. I spoke to some girl in electronics who was really helpful. She tried her best to find it. She couldn't figure it out. So I took the ride down there and uh, I'm over by the toy department and there's a, you know, there's a worker walking by. So I asked him and he's like, ah, no, everybody's been calling. We don't have it. Well, did, did it, did you sell out? Did you not get it? Like you were the only store that was supposed to get it. So the manager came over and was talking to me. They didn't get them. They don't know when they're coming in. Great. So as I'm driving home, it's supposed to go live on the website. That botched too. They didn't get it up for like days. Um, but when they finally got it up, I was able to order it and I got that in. Um, he's listen, it's an articulated spawn, which is something I've wanted since I was a kid. Um, but it falls, you know, it's the same. It's very similar to the DC figures. I'd say it's maybe a step above them, but you know, it's still the same issues. I was, I like, I was already kind of planning on buying two to kind of like tear one apart and try to put it onto like basically dremel out all the red parts and mm-hmm. put them onto like a super articulated, like 
Marvel Legends, one of the bigger bodies yeah. or something like I, you know, and with a more comic book looking head, because like that's the other thing, the the Mortal Kombat Spawn head that's on that figure, it his eyes look too close together for me. Like I dig like, that. I, it's pretty like it's pretty um pretty creepy looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I, mean, I, like I was yeah, planning I mean, on but... I was planning on buying two, keep one as is, and then customize another. Yeah, and I ripped the cape off of it because like, yeah, I'm like, a cloth cape guy. So I ah, cool. I ripped the cape off of that. I got one off of eBay that was all wired and tattered up. Um, but it was it was really bright red, so it didn't match him. But I ended up finding like um Oh, did you know, is it the GPS lot one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I bought some stuff off of him too. It's like there, there's some stuff that's great, some stuff that's only okay, and then some stuff that you just have to modify yourself. Well, um, besides the color. It was, yeah, the color, like you can usually, me- you can dirty stuff up though. Like there's some tricks to doing that. Like, well, you know what I found at, uh, I probably shouldn't say where with all the, you know, the controversy in the media right now at Hobby Lobby, I found um, <laughs> this upholstery like uh, spray and it was like a wine red and it matched it perfectly and it didn't fuck with the cape at all. It still has like the same mobility to it. It came out really awesome. Nice. Nice. So that was yeah. exciting. Um yeah, so there's potential there, but you know it is what it is. Uh, let's let's not talk anymore right now about other people's work. Let's talk about the shit that you're working on. I know you've got Mortal Rune, you've got Curse Dead, which I'm insanely excited about. I could cool. talk to you all day about Curse Dead because I'm a big horror junkie. So seeing I'm all glad. that shit, that's what got me in contact with you. Actually, I I saw that you guys were you had showed it off at uh, Designer Con, right? Yep. And it popped up in my Instagram feed and I messaged you when I found that I was going to toy fair to see if you were going to be there. And you said you were at the general giant booth and I was able to stop by and catch you. Those cursed dead figures look fucking incredible. So tell me the inspiration behind it. What made you want to get into that and do that? Tell me all about cursed dead. Yeah. So cursed dead is, is, um, myself, uh, Phil Ramirez, who, uh, he used to sculpt for, I mean, his big thing was he did like probably 50% of the Toy Biz Marvel Legends line. Wow. Um, but he, he, he goes back even further than that. Like he used to work at, uh, for a company that did sculpting for like Playmates back in the day when they were doing the Ninja Turtles line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's obviously you got me there. sculpting today. So he was a traditional sculptor that became, has become a digital sculptor. Um, so it's myself, Phil Ramirez, and then Josh Falcon, who his last name is familiar yeah, to Jesse's a lot brother. of a lot of toy people. So he's Jesse Falcon's younger brother. So Jesse Falcon from Marvel Toy Biz, the creator of Marvel Legends. Godfather. So yeah, and and uh, like honest, and Jesse is our cheerleader for this. Like he he um, is the the coolest dude ever. I mean, I, most people are familiar with him. They've seen him at conventions. They've seen him on panels. They've seen, you know, seen him on VH1 as he like, you know, is in those crazy old, like, you know, nineties, where are they now shows. And he, he's a upright citizens brigade guy. So he's, he's uh, making, making fun of everything from our youth and pop culture. But um, Josh, his younger brother is uh, also a big fan and super cool dude. And Josh and and Phil have been friends for like decades. 
And um, I've known Phil for a long time and I've known Jesse for a long time. So, you know, we got together, uh, you know, probably about two years or so now back. And we're like, you know, like, let's, let's do something. We want to like do, we want to work together because like, you know, we all have known each other forever and, you know, we're all passionate about toys. So um, Cursed Ed, it's our take on horror classics. So it's like, you know, basically everything horror that you can think of, um, you know, we've, we've shown a good bit of prototypes, but we have yeah. a ton mm-hmm. of other stuff that we've, you know, or different levels of development. Um, you know, we were planning on doing something for Monster Palooza, which is was supposed to be coming up soon, but obviously yeah. has been postponed <laughs> due to um, circumstances. But we are still cranking away on prototypes. Um, we have more stuff to show soon, more story stuff to show. Um, I'm sitting on a on a bunch of photos that I'm I'm waiting for for other stuff to get finalized but you know like we're we're doing our our zoom meetings and and kicking balls down roads as far as that goes and you know you'll definitely be seeing more cursed ed in the nearish future on instagram and facebook that's Um, probably the out of every like potential toy line that might be the one i'm most excited for just because it's amazing takes on fucking monsters like that fly Please, I mean, besides being yeah. a huge fan of fucking Jeff Goldblum's The Fly, right? Yeah, no, fuck, I mean, I mean like, that, tell me that's not a fucking perfect stand-in for a movie Baxter Stockman. Well, that's you know, like that's I think you can see like our influences and all this stuff and sure. like what we what we dig and like you know, like you ain't seen nothing yet. Like it's like you know, like you've seen <laughs> like the the vampires, like 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 that we've been doing, but it's like. No, no, that's that's not the only kind of vampire. Like we have like different levels of vampire, and like there's all like, and it's like there's gonna be different levels of like werewolves too. And then like you saw like Pig Pig, the crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, and like you said, the fly. So the the fly um, is Doctor Crane, and you can see that he's like totally inspired by like the Jeff Goldblum fly and like the old classic fly and Baxter sure. Stockman. And it's like all this stuff where we're like, you know, we, we're wearing our love of this stuff on our sleeve, you know, like it's That's like awesome. obvious, like we're trying to do our take on classic monsters. And it's like, yeah, the inspiration comes from all the same things that we hope everyone else loves too. So it's like, you know, we're not trying to just like bite something we're trying to take all of these different aspects and create like an amalgamation of like, Hey, that's a damn cool werewolf and that's damn cool vampires and that's damn cool fly, damn cool zombies and damn cool mummies. And you know, like, yes, spoilers, that's stuff that we're worried. Like there's way (laughs) more too, you know, but like, honestly, it shouldn't even be spoilers because it should be obvious. It's like, we are doing classic horror reimagined by us that's so, crazy exciting. you know like that's you know like and uh, it's a labor of love for us so it's like you know we are taking our sweet ass time because we all do have day jobs and other stuff going on but you know like it's it's something that we're very passionate about and you know, I, like i'd rather you guys take your time than rush it the fuck out and have nothing but issues with it yeah, you know, and like we're we're gonna do like this isn't none of this stuff is like uh, you know 
in set in stone yet, but I want to do things where it's like with this line in particular, the cursed dead, I want to do something where it's like, because we're, it's us doing it. There are going to be a variety of price points, you know, like I don't like, it's not going to be one of those things where it's like every figure is $20 or every figure yeah. is $8. It's like, there's going to be different price points. There's going to be the cheaper ones without soft goods that we want you to army build and that we're hoping to get closer into the 20 range. And then there's going to be stuff like the fly where he's got a lot of soft goods and it's like, yeah, everyone's only going to buy one of him for the most part. You know, maybe two for like the crazy people that want to keep one at work, one at home or one at one at home and one in the box or whatever. But like for the most part, no one's going to be army building the fly. So he'll be a higher price point, probably closer to like the Mezco 112th range because of the soft goods and because of the deco and, you know, all the crazy parts that he yeah. are involved in the making of. So it's like, we're going to do a thing with the toy line where it's like, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, this toy is set and this is the price. And then all of these are that price. And it's like, That's I don't, awesome to hear. It's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to price them out based on what they actually cost. And like, we want people to buy these things. So like, that's, that's the goal there. So that's exciting. You know, I mean, we'll see me if wrong. it works. I'm hoping it works. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm staring as I talk to you. Like I have an entire eight tier cube display of like just NECA horror stuff. And I love it. I mean, I love my Freddy's. I love my Jason's, my Pennywise's, all that shit. But I want those werewolves and those vampires and like the the off-brand stuff. You know what I mean? Just like the monsters. Yeah, dude. I mean, like that's like, and that's. It's, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a segue because like we like not only did like the the cursed dead like the idea is that like yeah it's our reimagined take on um on these classic monsters but we want them to work with your existing toy collections. Like we want, like, it's like, if you want to uh, like your Mezco Batman to fight a werewolf, like it's going to work with that. If you want, you know, vampires for your like Marvel Legends blade to fight or whatever, like you got that too. Or if you just want to take G.I. Joe line and have them fight like Cursed Dead, like, yeah, fuck, dude, fuck yeah. Like I want that. But also, if you just want a cursed dead shelf, totally. I, you know, I, I love that too. Like, I want to make a cursed dead shelf of my own, but I also want to be able to use it with other toys. And it totally. Like, like, that's what initially got me into Funko, like Pops. I mean, it's not something that, you know, stylized. I don't really enjoy that style or anything, but I loved being able to have all my favorite properties in the same style. Right, like yeah. that was the appeal early on, and then I, got to dude, I I make fun of Funko Pops mostly because my fiance is a giant fan. She has like so many of the Harry Potter ones, but like I have Lion Cat from Saga. Um, I think in my big bad toy store pile of loot, which I like, I probably have to ship soon if they're still open, but it's like getting full. I have the Neon Genesis Evangelion. They just got that license for that, and it's like I I love. Ava units like I think they're the coolest and it's like Funko's like oh you got me again then I I bought the um Black Phillip from the <laughs> the witch the the Vivitch movie because it's like it's a freaking goat it's, covered yep. in blood and I'm like oh my god I have to buy that as a Funko pop so it's like mm-hmm. I make fun of them but it, I so like I respect them man yeah, like seriously they they know what they're doing, doing something right yeah <laughs> and that's what I love about Mezco right it's all these properties that I grew up with 
in the same fucking style. So I could have Batman teaming up with Spider-Man and the Ghostbusters and they fit in with like the neck and Ninja Turtles. So that to me is the big appeal. I mean, besides how awesome the figures are, that's the appeal for Mezco for me as well. It's more, a more grown up Funko. No doubt. Um, so that's really exciting. I'm pumped for the fucking Cursed Dead. Um, if you need hunters to hunt those monsters, I would suggest maybe some kind of bootleg Sam and Dean Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we get, uh, hey, well, you know, to, to segue into Mortal Ruin. So we have mm-hmm. like Mortal Ruin is the, the other side project, my other side piece that I'm currently working on. Um, and I'm actually working on that with uh, two of the guys that were the design team for Articulated Icons with me. So um, worked on Articulated Icons, you know, Ninjas, Samurais, and the Scott Akers and Renee Aldrete, who both worked on Articulated Icons. They also both worked with me at General Giant Studios. Um, we're making Mortal Ruin, which is a post-apocalyptic toy line so what we showed at DesignerCon and what we've shown on Instagram so far are basically guys in gas masks. So it's like mm-hmm. soldier-ish guys in gas masks. We haven't shown any deco stuff yet, so you haven't seen paint, but they're going to be dirty, gritty. Paint is coming. It's being worked on right now. I'm actually like my Instagram stories for Mortal Ruin. I've been printing like crazy um, over the self-quarantine period. Um, so we have some more uh, articulation teases coming up soon, and probably some more sculptural teases as well as this paint. But this is a toy line where it's like, I want these to work with G.I. Joe, Marvel Legends, Mezco 112th. And it's like, we're, the whole point of this is we want to encourage and like what we're going to be referring to it with the line is squad building. So it's like, you build a squad, you pick out, you know, if you want more SWAT colors or if you want more, olive army drab colors build a squad we're gonna have these available and we're gonna try to price these as affordably as humanly possible to get you guys to to build squads and like try to incorporate these with your other toy lines at the same point we are developing stories and characters with the mortal ruin line so we're gonna have squad builder plus you know like disney plus we're we're gonna bite on that so squad builder plus would be much like the regular squad builders, but they're also going to come with unmasked heads and some more accessories and maybe some more deco options on them. So there'll be a slightly higher price point, but it's like, if you want to kind of start assembling a mortal ruin shelf, you can, or you can use these same squad builder plus with your other toy lines. And Hey, you know, there's nothing to say. We can't have uh, some influence from things like, what if uh, uh, if if Sam and Dean were in a post-apocalyptic atmosphere? You know, like you hey, they have, have been. They have been. So I'm not gonna. I'm yeah, not gonna, we can have uh, some inspired by. We're gonna have unmasked head sculpts. We can have you some. You get me a Jensen Ackles by... and a Jared Padalecki head sculpt. I'll do anything <laughs> you want me to do. <laughs> um, and the cool thing about those different price points, though, is like if you're putting out an awesome product and somebody's kind of on the fence, they buy the cheaper one and they're blown away by it and they're like, fuck this, I'm just gonna go all in, <laughs> right? Yeah, well that's, you know, like, and the Mortal Ruin line, I, like I'm, a, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Acid Rain, but Acid Rain is a one- Yeah, I don't, I don't have any, but I'm familiar four with Four inch toy line, I'm a big fan of, I love what they do. It's uh, Kit Lau, it's super creative. 
He's done his own thing. He's made awesome, super articulated 118th toys. And it's like, we're definitely like, that's one of the inspirations, you know, along with like Call of Duty and Metal Gear Solid and like everything like that, where it's like these cool, like, you know, like G.I. Joe is G.I. Joe. And like, I love G.I. Joe and I'm super excited about G.I. Joe. And like I said earlier in the show, like, I, you know, I, I want G.I. Joe that's classic card art based. I like this more modern aesthetic that they're kind of going with too, but like our mortal ruin shit, we're like kind of going like post-apocalyptic future stuff. But if you want to put like, you know, like uh, Marauder Task Force makes one uh, mm-hmm. scale weapons. So it's like, if you want to put modern military weapons into their hands and incorporate them with your like Marvel Legends or MCU or one twelfth, like cool, more power to you. Like I'm down. Like I want people to just like, buy these toys and have fun with them and they're going to be super articulated as affordable as humanly possible and like they're going to be meant to like play with and have fun with and like you know like a squad build and like be able to like take pictures of like snake eyes assassinating like 20 of these guys or you know like like i said just build the shelf and like make it your own collection it's up to you like you know we're doing a lot of story stuff and like we've teased that on Instagram and Facebook. So it's like, we are trying to develop an IP, like an intellectual property. We want to make our own thing um, like this, just like we are doing with Cursed Ed also, where it's like, we're going to develop our own backstories and do all this because like we're in this for the long haul. Like we're hoping well, I mean, that you, we you have a hell of a team on both of them. So, well, that's, you know, like, and we're, it's a, the toy industry is a small world, man. Like it is, it, it's cool. And it's like, even when there's competition, it's like stuff where it's like, no, we're like, I, we're trying to all do, do better, be better. And it's like, pump it up. Like, it's like, I talked to um, Bobby Valla the other day, he's doing the action force line. And it's like, you know, he, like, he was like, oh, you're doing mortal ruin. And I was like, yeah. And it's like, he and I have worked together in the past at Hasbro and stuff like that. You like doing, doing work together. So it's like, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's like, I, if people want to play with their action force figures and mortal ruin figures or cursed dead figures, good, cool. But like, that's not, that's giving people stuff, cool toys to buy is a great thing for all of us. You know, like, it's like, like that's, we we're all better in the long run for this. So it's like, you know, like, like I said, small world, play nice with others. It's cool. We can all be friends here. We can all get along and we can all buy cool toys and our credit card companies will bank us for it. And that's a hell of a message, right? For the toy community, because you see so many like bullshit arguments and scuffles and, you know, I feel like so many, so many fans and collectors are so territorial about their line or their property. And it, it, like it brings everybody down so it's it's awesome yeah, it's to hear a, the people working like, behind yeah, it and like, being so positive well that's that's the thing it's like you know like uh, like i said earlier i can't afford to collect all the mattel wwe stuff but it's like it's not that i don't like it and it's like i could appreciate it and it's like i love looking through instagram and like looking at the pictures of people like posting crazy like ring battles and like all sorts of like and it's like you know, just because I'm not collecting, it doesn't mean I can't appreciate it. And it's yeah. like, that was a big thing on Instagram lately too, was the Cayman Rider movement. It was like justice mm-hmm. for Cayman Rider. And it's like, 
I don't know anything about Kamen Rider. Like I had like, I bought some figure arts Kamen Rider figures like 10, 15 years ago because like, I was like, ah, super articulated toys from Japan. These look awesome. I bought them, I dug them. And then like, I haven't bought them in so long because it was like, freaking i have so much other stuff that i'm buying but then like one or two caught my eye and um uh d amazing mm-hmm. was posting about it and metallic xd i think is used was posting so much about it and it's like i i picked up some Cayman rider stuff and it's like i don't know anything about it but they're cool toys yeah and i remember like, the the saban like bandai america show that came on after power rangers when i was a kid and I had those figures, but I, I haven't dipped into like the uh, figure arts ones. I kind of want the the one from that show just because I want to put them with my Power Rangers. But at the same time, I know that I'm an addict. And if I buy him eh, within a month, <laughs> fucking 20 different ones. Downward need, spiral. Yeah. Oh, dude. I was talking to a buddy of mine today who does a lot of work on like the Warhammer minis and stuff. And he's... Um, super, you know, influential and creative with that stuff. I think he works on... Um, on uh, the college humor. Um, ah, it's awesome. Yeah. They're show the show that they do with uh, dungeons and dragons or minis or whatever. And he mostly just focuses on that shit. And he, we've been talking every day as I've been working on dioramas, getting like input from him and he's seeing my collection of bits and pieces. And he's like, fuck, who makes that? Who makes that blade? And it's the Mezco one. And I was like, if you're looking for something, let me know, you know, I'll help you build your collection. I was like, but you know, I'm a terrible influence and it's a slippery slope. So also tell me to fuck off if you don't want to lose all your money because I totally get it. It is, It's like, seriously, I, I like, I joke around with other guys about that where it's like, I need to like get in with like the credit card company or something so I can start getting <laughs> cut because it's like, God help me spend so much money on toys man it's just like new pre-order new pre-order new pre-order it's like okay i'll use my monopoly money for this that's dangerous i'm speaking from experience uh (laughs) going back to mortal rune and cursed dead are those going to be like kickstarters are they going to be like direct to order off of a website how are you guys planning on getting those into my hands like uh are I I ran articulated icons like mm-hmm. I did the you know like obviously we did the prototyping. Um, I ran that Kickstarter campaign and I did like you know uh, all the social media aspects behind it and then the manufacturing afterwards. And it's like I I'm familiar with that process now, having done it for articulated icons. That it will likely be the same. Okay. Um, I'm not writing out other options because like, honestly, like I, we, we got a lot of traction at designer con. There's a lot of interest, like, nice. you know, a lot of people do want to carry it there. You know, we could potentially do stuff with investors. I don't know yet. It's not like nothing is set in stone. Um, I think that it's likely that it will go a Kickstarter, Kickstarter route, but, um, like yeah like i said nothing nothing set in stone but like honestly the big thing is um we're looking for 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 building that groundswell with both um mortal ruin and the cursed dead so it getting following us on social media and we have instagram pages for both and we have facebook pages for both so it's like following both of those on social media accounts and like getting the word out sharing you know spread it send it to your friends share it on your pages um that's what we need because like that that level of support is just going to help us in the long term whether it is kickstarter and then getting the word out for that or some someplace else if we if we we go a different way with it so you know 
following along there is going to be the best. That's where we're, you know, besides doing stuff like this podcast with you where, you know, I'm talking about it. Like we're, we're just trying to build like kind of a, a, a fan base, you know? So that way we, we have, we have guys that are helping spread the word for us. Absolutely. So, I think you're going to get it. I think, you know, I think this should, the work stands for itself and uh, it's going to shine through. And when we get off here, you know, send me all the links and shit and I'll put it in for my, uh, for my five listeners. Um, and, you know, we'll plug hey, it out. Thanks, best man, we that's cool. like, it's, it's five more. That's five more. It's all good. Like, and that's, that's the thing. Come on. Like it would like, I, you know, you and I were talking about it's, not only is the toy industry small, the toy collecting world is, it's, I mean, it's not small. Like there's a lot of toy collectors out there, but it's, it's a small enough niche in its own where it's like, there's still a ton of people like that totally. don't understand it, like my mom. So, you know, like five more people is cool. And, you know, this podcast, I, have a few, I'm, I was kidding. I have a few more than five listeners, Adam. Yeah, but be, we're, and my I last know, episode, I don't want to brag. My last episode had... 59 views before or 59 hits before this exactly so like, that's it like and, and it's just gonna grow and people like it's oh like, totally and you know like, this is all about damn well fun. you better you better have me back on when like you're you're like some big muckety muck or whatever like yeah, that's we'll, it let's not get ahead of ourselves i'll, I'll have you back <laughs> up we're, i feel like we're gonna be in quarantine for a little bit so i'll definitely have you back on anytime you want to i mean because god um, knows between hey, man, our common it, interest and shit we could exactly Talk, like that's it toy community it's the toy community yep. and talking about this stuff and the, the fact that we're all passionate about it this is something we love we're adults that collect and play with toys like, and that's come on, man. that's why i got into this i mean i would love i'm a teacher i would love to have instead gone down the path of working in the toy industry um that being said i've collected toys since I was a kid my my mother was my, my parents in general my whole family have been very supportive and you know supported that addiction my whole life um you know going back to what we were talking about Marvel Legends the original Toy Biz Wave I remember finding them going Christmas shopping with my aunt and she picked up she wanted to get me all of them and I did not want Toad I was like oh, I don't like how he looks I just want <laughs> I just want Cap Iron Man and Hulk and uh Every time we saw Toad, and we saw him every time we went out, my mother was like, you better fucking buy him. He's going to be the one that's worth money because nobody wants him. Everybody's going to want him one day. And sure as shit, she was, she's always, Dude, for somebody that was mom. not into toys, she always had her finger on the pulse of what was going to be fucking popular. That's funny. And, uh, that's awesome. And I never bought Toad. And uh, I never, I don't resell. So like, it wasn't a big fucking loss to me. And I never wanted him. I mean, so, yeah. but it was, you know, I, I always think back to that, right? I don't resell either, even though I really should. I have <laughs> yeah. so much stuff in bins. Like it's like it's all open and loose in bins. But sure. I, I, I did buy Toad and I opened him and I was disappointed and he promptly lived in a bin ever mm -hmm. since. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. I mean, we could have a whole episode on on toys we've bought that we regret. I think that would be an awesome topic, actually. Right? I'm down, man. I think we should do that. We should get a little panel together and talk about our fucking regrets. <laughs> um, and let that be a cautionary tale. Um, I, I, I've hit everything that I really wanted to speak to you about. I mean, we, I think we had a hell of a discussion. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before I, you know, I don't want to take up any more of your time I mean, tonight. I, I'm just, I'm just really glad that you had me on. Like, I, I think that, you know, like I said, like 
the toy community as a whole is is something that's really cool and i want it to be a friendly accommodating like to everyone you know like it should be an open community we're cool we're adults that play with toys we can all get along we can all like hang out we can all play well with each other so it's like and that that's, that's why like, i got that's into the trade goal. it's a way to show my passion and and hopefully bring people together and bring you know people that you wouldn't expect like i mean if you didn't know me you only met me once and it was at toy fair so you probably had a pretty good fucking idea that i collected toys but if you met me on the street you wouldn't know i'm not like the stereotypical comic book guy from the simpsons I, you know, I was talking to one of my fourth graders before we went on this fucking uh, remote learning thing because of COVID-19. And we, um, a few weeks before school got shut down, we had a read across America week. And on the, on that Friday, they encouraged all the teachers and kids to dress up as like your favorite book character. So I went into school dressed as Captain America that day. And this, this one fourth grade girl that I work with, she's like, I can't believe you did this. I'm like, I play with toys. Like, this is right up my alley. I love this. And she's like, what do you mean you play with toys? And I started showing her like pictures that I've taken of like my Mezco stuff and my legends. And she was like, she's like, you took those pictures? I was like, yeah. She's like, those are so cool. And like, boom, you know, you instantly turned somebody that had a sour opinion on it. And granted, she was a, she was a kid, but still like, even with adults, you know, you talk to people and they're like, what are your interests? I'm like, I like toys. I'm like, what do you mean you like toys? And you show them like the artistic side of it. And they're like, wow, that's actually really fucking cool. Yeah, that's it. Like, man, it's like once people realize that like, it's like toys is, it just sounds like a thing. But there's like, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of art and creativity that goes into this. Sure. You know, and, not and you even in it before, the making like, of, but even like in the, yeah, when you, but when, oh yeah, like when you're buying them and playing with them and posing them and doing stuff, it's like, this is all creativity, man. Like, this is what, like I mentioned earlier, I have a six-year-old son. I encourage him to play with toys. Like, he is a toy nerd. Like, he loves Star Wars. He loves Marvel. And it's like, he plays with toys. And it's like, my favorite thing. Like, it's like, makes my yeah. heart swell. It's and like, like your like, biggest so hope, proud. I think, as, a, like, as an adult toy collector, somebody that grew up with it, is that you can pass this on to your kids one day. I know that's my biggest hope. Like, if I share yeah. nothing else with my kid, I want them to be able to enjoy toys. Absolutely. And it's like, uh, that's creative. It's so much more creative than like playing video games where it's like, you know, don't get me wrong. Video games have a lot of creativity involved in the making of. But you're following a set story. Yeah. That that, like, it's like, I, you know, limit the amount of time because it's like, that can be a little bit mind numbing. It's like, use your imagination and play with stuff and create your own storylines and stuff. You know, like I love when like I see him and he's like, messing with toys and making sound effects you know like that's like coolest shit in the world i'm like i remember doing that so often growing up Mm -hmm. where you're just like sitting there and you're lost in your own head like with your own storylines making these characters like that's what i love about like these these like uh you know like the mezco gomez stuff and the cursed uh dead stuff is is there isn't so much of a backstory to it granted there's a little bit of it but it opens up your mind to be able to come up with these like limitless stories and Absolutely. backgrounds and all that. And, and kind of going back to, you know, we're talking about how much the industry has changed. We talked at the beginning of the episode, I, you know, I always remember like when Mattel does it too, when they do their Q and A's and, you know, you get these collector questions and you always hear the collectors are such a small part of, of the buying community. Right. But then you look at people like D amazing and all these other guys that have come up and they've become like these ambassadors to these brands and they're the ones that are 
that are selling these toys with their photography and all that shit. And it's like, well, we may be a small buying percentage, but you're turning to us now to promote your shit. Absolutely. And like, you know, (laughs) like, it's like pretty wild to think. And like, not only like, like totally like, like, like the Mezco is backing, but like Hasbro's even backing it, you know, like Hasbro's been at the panels and like, even at their booths, they've been showing off toy photography. And it's like, that's so awesome to me. I love that. Cause it's like, like, yeah, because you know what? It's free fucking advertisement for them. Yeah. Right? It, they'd be stupid not to acknowledge it. Absolutely. So it, um, it's just nice to like see. Absolutely. It, like, it's, so, it's so cool to see how it's changed into that. And, you know, that's all exciting stuff. And that's stuff that I hope brings the community closer together instead of further apart. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to stop us here. Cause like I said, I don't want to take up your whole night. Adam, thank you so much for being on with me. I, can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And uh, I, I hope you had a good time and I hope you, you're down to come back and talk more toys with me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I'd actually, I'd love to set something up with you to come back maybe with uh, some of the Cursed Ed team and maybe with some of the Mortal Ruin team. We could Absolutely. do like kind of a, a group thing, a little uh, group, group get together. Hell yeah, man. You name the time and I'll figure it out. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, dude. I really appreciate it.